millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is James. And my name's Kat. Oh, slightly different lineup this week because we've got two cases of plops currently happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is wedding related related plops and the other one is birthday related plops in that Peter just got married and Ashton is so old now. So old. God. So old. Uh, so so old. disgusting. Barring Philip, we've assembled the oldest, uh, <laughs> the the most ancient and withered triple jump staffers together in a room uh, to record a podcast. You will, of course, know James Jenkins from his various roles in various things. Uh, you may not have heard Cat before. In fact, I don't think you have heard Cat before. This uh, is your first. No, this is mm, this is my very first televised appearance. Very first time. So. Be gentle. Yes, of course. <laughs> we'll have a fantastic time. Kat is, of course, one of our uh, full-time writers. Uh, she's responsible for the vast majority of the 10-point list that goes out uh, that go out on the channel. And also the amazing 101 games everyone should play oh list that went out recently that everyone enjoyed. So Incredible much, so. stuff. Yeah. Yes, lots of lots of work went into that one. Watch it if you haven't. Please yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Watch it's, it again. It's a great yeah. watch. It was it was an immense amount of work, and we're working on a follow-up now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's going to be really good and you're going to want to watch it. Before we get started, though, Kat. Yes. What would you say is your primary gaming platform? Um, I am primarily, and this is probably not going to go down very well, an Xbox. Disgusting. Absolutely. Girl. Gross. Um. (laughs) Some people do say, why don't you have a bit more Xbox representation Mm -hmm. on the channel? And every time I have to say, well, we have a lot of Xbox fans on the team who write for us and make the videos. But, you know. Games are expensive. <laughs> we can't yeah. afford to play on everything all the time. But you're here to provide yes, the I representation am... this right. week for Xbox. I am here to provide the balance that everybody, I'm sure, so desperately craves. Yes. <laughs> um, Excellent. I'm, on, I'm on Team Stadia over here. You're Team Stadia. Team Stadia. Google Stadia. Still rocking it. One That's of the good. free people. At, no, I've never. I've never You're the only Stadia. person. It was really crazy when Stadia <laughs> came out because both Adam Pacitti and Sam Driver were thought, yeah, yeah. this is it. This mm. is. I'm going to throw my chips in with this. They both subscribed. I remember we went over on uh, to Sam's house, didn't we, on a New Year's Eve? Yeah, we tried. In 2019, and he gave us a little go on it, and it was like, this is mm. fine. And then, yeah, it's 
it certainly has died a death. So kudos yeah. to you for sticking with Stadia. <laughs> That's really great. Mm. Uh, now, of course, a lot of people will probably want to know about Peter's wedding and how that went. They saw various videos and photos maybe surface on social media. Um, and I will not talk about that until Peter or Ashton are back. But obviously thoughts are with them and their plops <laughs> at this time. Uh, each and every week... Because this is a video game podcast, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. I understand, James, that you have the ad read this week. Is that right? Absolutely. It's it's weird that it's landed on my desk, but coincidentally, mm-hmm. also here. So, yeah, I'll... Uh... I'll read a little bit of the spiel that was sent in by the absolutely real sponsor that we have. Yes, real. <clears throat> totally real. Okay. See if I can deliver this with some, some gusto. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Humans are boring. That's a fact. That is a fact. I've seen it. Exactly. So dull. Uh, which is why we need to look to a new growing trend in gaming, mm. where animals take center stage. Okay. So obviously, such hits such as um, Ghost... Uh, ghost? Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Ghost Simulator, Un- yes. Yep, Ghostly Goats. Untitled Goose Game. And obviously, you know, the one that everybody's talking about. Goat Simulator 3. Yes, of course. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've we've got so many so many options. So uh, the creative minds behind the uncomfortably realistic horses in Red Dead Redemption 2, they've teamed up with the lead playtester from Barbie Race and Ride. Excellent. And they're bringing us the most immersive game where you play as a horse. Coming 2023. Yeah. Nay. Nay, nay, or yeah, nay too, or nay too. If you want to go serious about this, go serious about this. The first one was cancelled during development, so it's it's technically nay too. It is nay too. Wow, that's so exciting. It's been a while, (laughs) and I often go to bed thinking, when are the creative minds, such titans, going to meet? Right. uh, To 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 put art to cartridge or disc or digital Mm. storefront, and it's going to happen. Yeah, it's finally happening again. If we're getting Again. serious about it. So yeah. Like Wow. Uh when's <laughs> when's it out? Uh so twenty twenty three. I believe they're aiming for uh maybe Q two, but um okay. you know, it, it could be any time because as we know, like it's it's been a dicey development ride for them. Right so far. Okay. No, no pun intended, but ride. <clears throat> sure. No, yes, no, no, no puns <laughs> because it's a real it's a serious game. Because it's real a real game. It's a real. real game. Do you have any questions, Kat, about uh, nay um, or nay too? Nay, nay, I do not. You don't. <laughs> do not. I'm just very, okay. very excited. It, it was a for... very thorough yes. ad read. Yeah, so... it covered all of the covered yeah. all the bases. It's um, obviously very exciting, but I'm, I'm sorry, I'm guys. It's raining in my excitement. Oh, well, 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 <laughs> there it is. Hey, there it is. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you won't have trouble with that because it's not real. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm really sorry. Why I've, would you why? do I've that? done it again. I was looking For forward to that. I thought, finally, yeah. it's it's happening to me. It's <laughs> this. It could have been the time, but it's not. Uh, that isn't what we're sponsored by sorry. this week. We're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as one dollar. Per month, you can. Sub- I nearly said five dollars, and that doesn't feel right because it's not right. It's <laughs> no. only one dollar, and you can submit questions to this podcast. We have loads of other tiers available as well. Please do consider going and supporting us there if you can. Incidentally, Cat, uh, how strange was it for you when you came on to the writing team to have to write Simon Millerisms into top ten lists? <laughs> um. Quite. It, it's been a bit. It's <laughs> did, been a bit of a journey. Explain to you first. No, no. So I, um, I've been a fan of the channel since uh, wow. long, long right, before. Nerd. Long <laughs> before. I mean, how I've, could you not? Um, I think me and my partner were watching before you came on board. Wow. So yeah, Jenkins. It's, what a bunch yeah, of nerds. Yeah. So um, 
it wasn't unfamiliar to me, but it's yeah. been there's there've been one or two in jokes. Yes. That it has taken a while one to or two. One <laughs> or two. <laughs> a channel By this point, we could probably write some kind of thesaurus. We do. We um, need a wiki or something. We need, we? Yeah, yeah. A, a triple jump Bible or something. Yeah. Would yeah. Be, would be very useful. Uh, yeah, but I am yet to meet Simon Miller. Yeah, a flesh. lot of the team are. Um, only, si um, only Simon. Only Simon and I have <laughs> met Simon. Simon. <laughs> Peter and I have met Simon, I think, out of the whole team. Mm. Yeah, Which is okay. sad because he's magnificent. But he doesn't come to the Northeast very often. But if he does, we'll grab him. We'll bring Good. him in. And Good. everyone can give him, give him a hug. And that's nice. <laughs> Unless he doesn't want to hug people. And then that's okay, I suppose. Okay. A bit sad, but that's fine. Uh, James, I understand you have the first question. I do indeed. So the first question comes from Kali Bukta. Uh, I believe that's the pronunciation. I think so. We've yeah. not been corrected. So. Yeah. We may have been, but not seen. Uh, apologies if that's wrong, <laughs> Carrie. Uh, Carrie says, hello, all. Sorry if you've covered this before, but in your opinion, what makes a game the most immersive? First person point of view? Good graphics? Interesting story? Realistic characters? Thanks. Keep up the great work, but make sure to take time for yourself too. Oh, thanks, thanks Carrie. Thanks, Carrie. We take will. Time. Yeah. Promise. Take a bit of time. Yeah, so immersion. Mm. Um, what do you think, James? Well, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm I'm taking the lead, uh, it's all those are sort of good points to a degree. It's it's one of those that uh, I think first person point of view is obviously like one of those key things, and it, it sort of depends on what kind of like level of immersion you're going for anyway. But if you're looking to you know put yourself into the world rather than be like, oh, I'm immersed with an existing character, um, then that's important. I think. For me, it's like it's having enough things going on, like in the world, like whether that's sort of it being like NPCs doing their own things, having their own schedules, um, lots of like silly things that might not even be important, but like you can interact with various bits. So, you know, like um, basically the the big sort of thing for me, uh, immersion wise, is, is probably something like Skyrim, which sounds ridiculous because i know you know there's not a lot of depth to a lot of skyrim but there's a lot of things that you know you can sit down on a table and move stuff around mm -hmm. you can like you know eat random bits of food um you can you know follow somebody from the pub and see where the hell they're going yeah. if they're up yeah. to no good or not <laughs> get yeeted um, into space by a giant usually, <laughs> yeah usually usually in space or they'll just do a lap and end up back at the pub but, you know, uh, we've all been there. Absolutely. Yeah, um, it's the most standard, realistic thing. Yeah. Standard Thursday night. I, I think, um, yeah, so, like, graphics are, like, it's nice to have, but it's not sort of vital. Mm. Like, you can, because there have been, like, you know, the immersive sim genre or, like, sub-genre or so. So, like, stuff like um, Dishonored, uh, Deus Ex, and that sort of thing. Um, they've been around for, like, years and years, and it's all about, you know, having different options and having different choices. So I think... Yeah, for me, that's that's a big thing that comes to mind, really. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, like, it doesn't always have to be first person because God of War was, like, weirdly a super immersive experience considering, like, you're not, you know, you're not seeing through that character's eyes. It's, it's third person. But the fact that the camera was just seamless throughout is, like, such a, such a minor thing that I never really sort of considered. And then once you play, you're like, wow. This is incredible. Mm. Like you're never really taken out of that experience. So. No loading screens, nothing like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, like uh, mostly sort of just having a, a fleshed out world, like a living, breathing world for mm -hmm. me. That's that's the the big thing, really. Nice. Uh, how about you guys? Uh, th this one was mm -hmm. a really hard one for me to kind of try and put mm. into words because 
it's almost difficult to describe what immersion is yeah. to me. I mean, if I can mm. lose myself mm. in a game and sort of go several hours without having realized I'm even playing, then that to me is is a good immersive That's experience. Okay, yeah. yeah. You've you've mentioned one or two things off of the list that Carrie's already said, but mm. yeah, interesting story, engaging characters have to be in there. Mm. Um graphics to me aren't a big thing. Like one of the one of the games that I very often lose myself in is like Stardew Valley. I'll sit and play Stardew Valley for yeah, hours and hours on end. To get lost in. Not realize, <laughs> and yeah, the, it's. I mean, it's the pinnacle of graphics. Yeah. Um, but but no, like you you really couldn't get more more basic in your graphics if you if you kind of tried. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me isn't it. I think it's it's something that's more easy to describe how to break. I think than it is to. Uh, describe yeah. what it needs i think you know the second you've got a story that loses you or is ridiculous mm-hmm. or you've got characters that you just cannot stand yeah. um or you've got bugs and glitches and you know your graphics perhaps don't stand up to snuff just because they are utterly broken mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah for me sort of it's it's like a combination of ev- all of those things that carrie's described um, and I think if any one is not right, then that's yeah. where the immersion for me goes. It's kind of a bit like how they say about sort of good sound design in, you know, games and movies. Like if yeah. it's wrong, you will notice. But if yeah. it's right, you won't even think about it. Yeah, so that absolutely. Thing, it? Absolutely yeah. hit the nail mm-hmm. on the head there. 100%. Uh, in terms of what makes good immersion, I mm. suppose, as you two have pointed out, it depends entirely upon your definition because... Strictly speaking, it would be no HUD, first person, yeah, all yeah, the, all that kind of like you are the character, but it, it doesn't have to be like that. And for me personally, much like you guys, it's about an interesting world, a strong story, compelling characters. Mm. Yeah. I I want a sense of accomplishment and progression in that every time I finish playing the game for a session, I want to feel like I've made progress, yeah. whether that be in a more linear sense or that my character is leveled up or that I've gotten an item that I've been wanting to get, that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. One thing that is so, so important to me and so few games have done it as well as Mass Effect 2 did it, oh, yeah. is that I want to be able to talk to characters after missions and have them have new things to say Ooh. about what I've done yeah. and what yes. happens. Like I've, I've spoken on this podcast before That's about how after every single mission on Mass Effect 2, I think that was the most immersed in a game I've ever been is uh, when I first played Mass Effect 2, mm. uh, when it came to PS3, which was not an optimal experience, <laughs> but I did no. wait and it was worth the wait. Uh, but mm. still, um, I was so immersed in that after every single time I left the ship every single excursion i would do my tour of every single floor of the ship talk to (laughs) every single person on the ship and they would usually have something new to say and it was so Mm. compelling and exciting and i wish more games did that i know it's impossible there's a script that you're working on a video you're working yeah (laughs) some games are so big that that isn't possible Mm. like skyrim they couldn't possibly remark on they couldn't possibly record all the voice lines to remark on everything you've done ideally it would be yeah they're commenting on everything even if you you know like go um go for a wee wee somewhere (laughs) (laughs) like that huh that was a weird place to do that like you know but you can't record that many lines surely no 
But when there is that attention to detail, Mm. it really takes things a step further for me, especially in games where you're expected to role play to an extent. Yeah, Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I think Skyrim's a good example of um you'll do something horrible to somebody and then they'll almost immediately forget you've done yeah, it. You pay the fee. Uh, you'll pay the fee and suddenly you're an upstanding citizen again. And whilst mm-hmm. I think Skyrim's probably a, a decently immersive game, there are bits it's, like that. Yeah. Just, it's like weird I was that... a I was a scoundrel a minute ago yeah. and now you're welcoming me into it. your city. <laughs> I murdered all your chickens and now I'm yeah. totally welcome back. There's so many things it does well and then just as silly things break <laughs> yeah. it break it away again. That's the thing that's um yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well I mean not mm. every game has to do exactly that. I think it can be different for the game depending oh, yeah. on the yeah. game. But mm. uh, those are certainly the the, the core tenets of, of what I look for in terms mm. of uh, of immersion in games. And not everyone can get it right, which is sad. Nice. Well, it is time to move on to a section that Peter and Ashton are going to be kicking themselves because they're going to miss it because it's oh. the first time we've ever done it. Uh, it's got a bit of a strange pronunciation, no though, Kat. I don't know if you could help me out with uh, what to say. Yeah. I th- I th- is it a wa- what, what we play in? That seems right. That seems what? Right. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what games we've been playing. James Jenkins, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing several video games. Mm -hmm. Next question. (laughs) Tell them. Please, Um, you must tell me more. (laughs) I wish to know. So um, I suppose the the big thing that I've been playing for, I mean, close to the last, well, about a couple weeks now, is uh, Rust. And I don't know. (laughs) I, I didn't really envisage myself playing something that was... So such a painful experience um, <laughs> until quite recently where um, so it's, it's one of my friends has a, uh, uh, a YouTube channel. Uh, he, he just decided like a year or so ago to just dedicate it entirely to. Uh, well, yeah, I have, I have multiple YouTube friends. It's kind actually. of upsetting, yeah, but that's I'm sorry. Fine. I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. He's, he's, he's no, it's good. fine. Just tell, not, me, tell not, me about Russ, James. Is he as big as us? Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> could we take him is what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we could take him. Um, yeah, so he's he's uh, been introducing me to Rust, basically. And okay. uh, also just as an excuse to use me as content. So that's fun. At, at some point, he'll do that. His computer's right. blown up in a minute. But anyway, oh. Rust is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the risk when you play it. Um, Rust, if you're not aware, is a uh, survival game that's like predominantly multiplayer PvP. It's got um, quite a notoriously harsh, toxic community. Um, but I think that also is a bit of like a, a misnomer because like in, in the game, so you, you, you know, you're like trying to survive and then sort of build up a base, mm-hmm. get some guns, and then there's not really much point apart from like going out to ruin other people's days, really. Cool. So that's, oh, okay. that's the whole thing. Cool, it's cool. one of those things. Like is it get into like fights, do some other sort arc, of PvE But without things. the dinosaurs, because you're a big <clears throat> ARC fan, aren't you? It is basically that, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a lot better gunplay than, than ARC. Uh, because that's the that there are yeah i know <laughs> who 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 would even have fought it right who defunk it Jesus. um but yeah it's it's been a lot of fun surprisingly because like despite the fact that it's got a reputation um a lot of it is sort of driven by like 
um, voice chat in game and you'll get a lot of random people. So I, I've had a bunch of different like scenarios where you'll go to like a specific safe zone. Uh, somebody's been trying to sell me horse dung and I'm like, what was going on? He's like, hey, first one's free. Okay, yeah, a thousand scrap for like 10,000 of this or whatever. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't have that money. He's like, and then I, I do like a, an emote at them or, or something. It's like, right. I'm sorry, I'm a poor boy. And then they just give me like 500 for free. And I'm like, I still wow. don't know what I'm doing with this. I've played this for 10 hours max. I don't Amazing. know. Um, but yeah, uh, a lot of crazy stuff. We've gone into like several sort of uh, car chases. Um, so you have like uh, various sort of monuments you go to for like a bit more of like a PVE sort of thing where mm -hmm. you're just looting lots of uh, bits and bobs. Um, you have like various vehicles that you can find and fix up. Uh, it's all sort of like a yeah, post-apocalyptic sort of kind of vibe to it. Right. Um, but yeah, we had one instance where like we, we got to a, a pretty good point. We were like raiding people. Uh, we tried to raise the people who were also online. Uh, we got absolutely mullered. <laughs> it was not a good time. <laughs> and then like trying to, trying to get back, like to rescue some of the few bits of, you know, rockets and important bits of loot that we had in our caravan. Um, we got jumped by like somebody else who's also, you know, basically everyone else is like pinpoint accurate with the sort of, uh, with the shooting and that on that game. So, um, yeah, we died, respawned in the caravan as they took the keys to nick it. I respawned behind him, <laughs> took the last gun in our, like, uh, our supply gun, just shot him in the back of the head. Wow. And yeah, save the day. That's the only Amazing. good thing I've actually done on so that. So it's very much um, about the stories that you and your friends tell. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Like I really wouldn't recommend it playing solo, but like, yeah, okay. if you get a good group, um, it's really fun. How so yeah, how many times have you died? Mm. Mm. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, a lot. Do you a lot. lose you everything do when you die? Is it back to square one? Yeah, you lose you your have to do a death death run away. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's kind of like Minecraft or anything like that. You find your body and get your stuff. If the person that killed you hasn't taken everything already so um, right but sometimes Sounds when you rough. like it's, it's a weird sort of thing so like the gun you're carrying just drops to the floor rather than being in your inventory so people will like miss that uh just loot your inventory and like leave the big like powerful gun that you've got and you're like okay sweet i've got my ak back or whatever so <laughs> mm. yeah it's pretty cool nice <clears throat> awesome yeah, along with that uh i've been playing take, take a drink james it's okay you can you can rehydrate <laughs> we'll allow it Yes, we'll all take just we'll all, some, we'll all just time for yourself. yes listen to Carrie. We'll all just stay quiet Watch while you Carrie. do that. So, I've also been playing a completely different kind of game called okay. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, uh, yeah. So it's um, if there are any sort of like board game fans, it's basically uh, a board game that's been converted to a video game. I've been playing the, the digital version, mm -hmm. um, and I think that came out around like sometime last year. But yeah, it's it's basically got a sort of D and D style vibe mixed with like a, a turn based like strategy and also your favorite kind of mechanic cards. Oh, I love cards. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. big fan. Genuinely, if you took out the fact that they're called cards, it's a very interesting mechanic in, in there. So, okay, I don't believe you. It's I know, I know, it's hard to believe. I've, but. I've witnessed this for about five minutes last night when James was showing me, and in fact, they do not look like cards yeah but you do select them to do things <laughs> in a very similar way to cards yeah it's one of those it's but just abilities abilities man. just call like, them abilities yeah. Then. yeah yeah um random they are kind of randomized abilities so mm, like cards that's the thing that's the thing <laughs> but not well but not cards so basically it's like uh it's got like an ongoing story you have like uh these big scenarios that could last like you know an hour two hours sort of thing mm. per one um 
and much like a sort of D D thing you pick from like a selection of like party members each one has different like uh selection of abilities not decks of cards no. abilities yes <laughs> um and yeah they all sort of they basically dictate what you can do in each scenario mm-hmm. um so like you you want to move you want to attack you want to like uh, debuff people heal people any sort of stuff like loot squares it's all based on those things and the weird system about it is that you pick two cards per each like round for each character um all based on like you know initiative as well as a thing so how quickly you go in a turn um but with those two cards once it starts you can pick the top there are two abilities top and bottom on each card you pick the top one of one card and the bottom one of another but you can sort of switch it about so like there's i don't know uh, it's just one of those things where i think the mechanics of it are super interesting you could do like such a lot of like different things and like be really smart or have things backfire quite drastically okay. and it just feels like a lot of fun to uh to like work through that almost like a puzzle it's very um you know if, if you're not into like any sort of strategy you know thinky sort of things it's it's gonna be one of those where it's gonna seem a bit dull and like points but um yeah it's, it's a lot of fun and yeah going through like the story it's sort of like slowly unfolds with each thing you know you're taking on like necromancers then and then it's this person there was an interesting you know slight spoiler but like third scenario in where uh, a mercenary because you're all mercenaries anyway someone else has hired you to like go and teach these creatures a lesson okay uh you go there and then short story at the end you're you realize you might be the bad guys doing that so yeah yeah there's some fun stuff in there okay that's been a lot of fun um so the other things really i've been playing a bit of uh, crusader kings 3 okay um again big like you know uh nerdy strategy sort of thing <laughs> um it's has it got cards it's not got cards it's uh Damn it, a medieval, the point? <laughs> it's like if you've uh seen any sort of like paradox interactive grand strategy games it's that sort of thing so you're okay. looking at a map but you're playing not as a country because it's like a medieval sort of simulator you're playing as like uh a single ruler and then you know like you've got your various lands and stuff it's it's a lot of fun it is like they do a lot of like random stories that pop up so like you know you could um get challenged to a duel and you know have something go horribly wrong uh oh uh one of the weirder ones that happened to me is like you just get a random pet cat and then excellent uh yeah obviously you've got to keep that and then they just keep causing trouble they they piss off your uh your your vassals your legions <laughs> uh potentially your legions as well um they it got to a point where like my character's wife was allergic to them and uh it was like one of those look either you get rid of it or i'm gonna be very unhappy obviously i kept the cat i'm gonna say right. you've got to you've got to keep the cat, you can't get rid of the cat. Um, so, yeah. absolutely and and finally very quickly because uh i've rambled on quite a lot stray i've not played it my partner's played an hour of it yeah it's fun isn't it yeah it's a well, fun little is. cat game <laughs> did uh what what sort of noises was beth making when she was playing stray um mostly like like yeah. indistinguishable that, like it has that effect yeah i have i have witnessed that myself the, the, mm. those noises are involuntary and they do happen she yeah she spent a lot of time just at the start meowing yeah and at the, the other cats yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun but we've not gone very far for it even though it's a short game so yeah yeah hopefully play more of that soon excellent oh. anyway cat what have you been playing uh i too have been playing several things this week um i have also been playing stray uh, I've played about four hours. Now, I'm nice. not actually sure how long 
Mm. It is, but I, I've spent a lot of time just like going into like little nooks and crannies to try and find absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, I too have been making a lot of involuntary sort of squeaky <laughs> <Yeah>. noises <laughs> at it. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the um, meow button, mm -hmm. which awesome. I think mm -hmm. is something that all games should come with yes. uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really been enjoying that. Mm. Um, I've been playing a bit of House Flipper. Okay. Part of my oh, language. Cool. Um, <laughs> this is a family podcast. Uh, sort of in uh, <laughs> to, to sort of chill out. So that's mm -hmm. a very a kind of meditative type yeah, thing. Quite zen. Um, yeah. Uh, so you, um, I know Ashton's spoken about it on a couple of the podcasts previously, but you mm. go into people's houses who need a lot of help and you clean for them and paint their homes and demolish walls and yeah. generally do all the stuff that i've been neglecting to do around <laughs> yes my own house you sit next to an unpainted wall yes yeah, i this one sit looking at my entire house that is still the gray color it was when we <laughs> moved in um but but that's that's fine because i'm you know i'm helping other people so absolutely that's, that's yeah, they cool. need your help so um I have also been playing a deck builder game. Yes. Um, called Slay the Spire, uh, which I think has been out for a little while now. It yeah. is a roguelike deck while. builder where you um, go through various floors of a tower mm -hmm. uh, and mm. using cards that you accrue. So you start out with a base deck um, and accrue cards along the way and you use these as either attacks or buffs or debuffs for your enemies or sort of shields. Mm. Um, and you face off against various different monsters uh, and try in one run to make it up all three levels of this tower. And I think I've done it about twice in the several weeks yeah, I've been playing it's, it. It's tough, isn't it? It is okay. very, very tricky. My partner's been playing it nonstop mm -hmm. uh, to the point where he's not only got it on his Xbox, uh, but he's also downloaded it to his phone. So he'll be playing oh, it on no. his <laughs> Xbox and then does not gone. stop. <laughs> does Ooh. not stop for any uh, any reason. He cannot be so, saved. Yeah, that's it. Um, throw out the whole man, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um he's, he's great really Damn. just just that one plot um <laughs> and the other thing i've been playing a, a little bit of not mm. a huge amount because uh it gets very tiring and a little bit uh tummy upsetting i've been playing skyrim in vr oh, which yeah. has been an experience which <laughs> platform have you been playing it on which uh VR? so uh we've got it on the oculus quest but running via a gaming pc okay so you can kind of stream games from a pc to the oculus mm -hmm. uh quest uh and i've been playing a little bit of that it is janky but enjoyable i think i've spent i think i've spent I about it. an hour playing it and only gotten as far as white run because yeah. i got to the first i can't remember what it's called like the little village you go to is once you've escaped from mm. the initial that's the one yeah. um and i couldn't figure out how to holster my weapon um ah. because uh, we'd installed a mod that meant that you can actually physically holster with uh, okay. your hands rather yeah. than pressing a button Amazing. couldn't figure out how to do that put that thing away accidentally <laughs> the hit I the tried. blacksmith with a hammer oh <laughs> like Entire really village. gently and then it, well yes was it a big swing no no it was it was a gentle sort of tap but he took that as violence violent <laughs> aggression entire village descended so i ended up yeah. having to reload that save and have made it as far as white run where i just outside the walls of white run accidentally tapped 
a bartender oh, no. with my hand, right. my unweaponed hand. Act of mm-hmm. aggression. And that was seen as an act of aggression as well. Oh, so uh, the, the takeaway the is that the people of Skyrim VR are not huggers. No. No. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's more or less... Oh, I've been playing Death and Taxes as well, which is okay. uh, sort of point and click type. Yeah bureaucracy thing where you are a reaper <laughs> and you get to decide who lives and who dies and nice. that is very That's much up my alley uh, cool. but it's sort of, a, sort of a, just a casual type thing if you like the papers please and stuff like that then mm-hmm. it will be for you Excellent. How are you, Ben? What have you been playing? Uh, I played a few things. I finished Stray and I got the Platinum Trophy, uh, mm, which includes... Trophy. Thank you very much. Which includes a, a 244. This is Platinum. My 244. Bloody hell. Yeah. Well done. Uh, <laughs> it... The, the Platinum involves a trophy where you have to finish it in under two hours, which a lot of people mm. have been yep. asking me about and is very doable because in oh, my, good. while I did collect most of the memories that mm-hmm. you, you get mm. from various mm. things uh, as you make your way through the levels, I still had to chapter select to collect a couple more and it does not <clears throat> autosave when you pick up a memory. It only oh, autosaves no. after plot things. So oh, make sure okay. you don't pick, play through most of a chapter after reloading it, uh, collect the memory, Nightmare. and then quit out oh, because you will no. have to do it again. So I did okay. end up learning some of the bigger chapters like uh, some of the you know the towns that you mm. go to, mm. uh, like the back of my hand. I only had to Google uh, on the fly where a couple of things were in the first hub area that you go to. Um, and then I managed to finish it with half an hour to spare. So the, it's it's really very doable. And I'm sure you could follow a video if you wanted. The hardest one, though, right. is that first chase scene where you're running away from all the things that are trying to grab you. Mm. Yeah. You can't get hit by any of them. Oh, and no. Okay. Some people have spent hours on it. It took me about 45 minutes and I was oh, wow, ripping okay. my hair out. Um, and some Gross. people have had a lot worse of time than me. It's bad and it's hard Uh, you sort of just have to unnaturally slalom from left to right because they jump and then you're going the opposite way but even then sometimes Mm. you you run up to something and it will just go straight on (laughs) and you have to restart and it's terrible uh but that is a great game i really enjoyed it it Mm. was a total breath of fresh air and uh i loved that it wasn't very long uh, it took me about four-ish hours to finish, so you probably aren't too far from me. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm too far off, but I have been sort of meandering and not particularly trying. Meandering, not particularly trying to yeah. do it at any speed. And also dying a lot because that's one of the yeah. trophies as well. So, yeah. Which was totally on purpose in my case. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> 100% yeah, on purpose. Didn't just be terrible. I specifically left the last trophy I needed was the one where you sleep for an hour. Yes. I specifically left that to be the last one so that my platinum trophy screenshot would be the cat asleep. Oh, that's that's lovely. Which is perfect. So I've got that one. That's now on Twitter if you want to see that. But I mean, you've seen the cat sleeping. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, So really good game. Very surprised by that. Um, Really, really enjoyed it. I've also played through As Dusk Falls. There's a quipscope on the channel Mm -hmm. now. James and I talked about it earlier this week and also on the podcast feed. I've played the final chapter and I've got to say that game falls apart in the second half and it's such a shame because I have not made a secret of the fact that I love Wales Interactive FMV games which are bad Mm. and I don't want people to think that I'm I'm being unnecessarily harsh on As Dusk Falls. The only reason I'm being as critical of it as I am is because I think it shows great promise and I think Mm. the first chapter is really, not first chapter, the first 
book, as they call it, yeah. is really good. The first set of three chapters I really enjoyed and I loved the setting and I was invested in the characters and then I was just not interested. And the ending was not great. Um, oh, I think that's a real shame. I don't know what really went wrong creatively in the second half for it mm. to end the way it did, but I was not invested in any of the characters and I was actively trying to self-sabotage in that like okay. i don't like here are the police like to i want a turn myself in option yeah because i'm a monster and i do not care about yeah. this person's fate they're not endeared to me at all uh i st i would still recommend it i th i still think it's it's really interesting and the first half is very good and if you can get a few people together and play it it does have that multiplayer support oh, okay. using your cool. phone as a control you vote yeah. on the options so i think people will get a lot out of it but it's on game pass um and uh, we were talking about this actually before we started the podcast despite being the xbox representation for for triple jump these two uh i've actually played uh, more xbox games than uh, than playstation games this week which is interesting. And you've played I've more... I've played so more PlayStation and PC games this week than <laughs> I have... So it's all wrong. Xbox Same, games. Yeah. So we're, we're really not representing our uh, rival Respective factions brands. very well. Yeah, it's, not, it's not going very well. Uh, finally, though, I've played... Last night, I played about an hour of a, a game called Path of Titans, which I saw Ooh. on a uh, our, our game sort of code website where we request review code it's mm. an mmo where you play as a dinosaur okay. oh my god sign me so up. While, <laughs> rust, while rust is arc without the dinosaurs yep. uh path of titans is rust without the building without people uh, excellent so you All without the horrible community <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. there is a raw button um, good. Yes. Good. You, you pick out a dinosaur. I must say that I oh spent the days. vast majority of my time with it last night trying to get into the servers okay. because the game nah. is officially titled currently Path of Titans and then in brackets Game Preview. So I think okay. they are, you can now buy it on mm. PlayStation and Xbox and it's on PC as well uh, for like 27 quid, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so it doesn't have like a full release price. It may w very well be sort of early access at the moment but I was only able to boot into a single player server uh, and I just sort of ran in a straight line for 20 minutes. It had like a countdown timer for various objectives, like find this place. You can lie down and sleep. You can <laughs> apparently go into like caves and make home caves and stuff. Obviously okay, you can't okay. construct stuff and you don't really have... This is the strange thing, That's right? Funny. Because I've, I've had to go back now with... I've got to say a pretty lackluster time with it mm. that I had. I wasn't yeah. obviously probably shouldn't be playing it on my own. No. Mm. Um, but I couldn't then for the rest of the evening, I was trying to connect to the servers again, but I couldn't uh, to yeah. try and play with like other people. But it is essentially a dinosaur role playing game where you oh. roar at each other. You have babies. You could you like <laughs> either can join a herd or attack other herds. You can awesome. there's loads yeah. of dinosaurs to mm. choose from, but you have to buy them, which is you know mm. it is what it is. Um, but it is I probably will anyway. Available now. <laughs> I'm going to try and give it another go if I can get the servers to work. Is it the sort of yeah. thing that would be better if you had a party of friends that were all mm. playing all it together? Dinosaurs. All dinosaurs, entirely possible. Pals. But the question that I still That's ask nice. is, what do you do? Yeah. Like, what's your goal? Because you can yeah. gather resources and, you know, hang out in herds. But ultimately, it may well be a rust situation where you kind of just have to be a dick. Just and make that's your the own, whole own thing. Purpose yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, but as a like a base experience that I played on my own, I wasn't hugely impressed. But 
I will continue to try to get the service to work and play mm. with other people and see what happens. Because you can be herbivores, you can be uh, carnivores, and there's all sorts of different dinosaurs. I played as a giant chicken that runs really fast. Um, it's great. And there's something there, but it's I haven't quite put my finger on it yet. So I will get back to everyone about how I find it. Uh, once again, it's called Path of Titans. Nice. If you want to go check it out or look up some footage and stuff. But uh, it's just launched on Xbox. Yeah. Is it on Game Pass? No, oh. I don't think is it, it is. free to no. play or no. is it? Uh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> I pay money for this. <laughs> <laughs> it says the... The, from what little I know about it, yeah. it is just launched on console on PS4, PS5, cool. and Xbox Series. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I clicked on the PS4, PS5 one, it took me to a, a buy page. But yeah. I don't know. It may right. well be on Game Pass. Okay. But I don't know. At least on PS5, mm -hmm. it costs money. So uh, cool. check it out if you're interested. But uh, not hugely impressed thus far. Yeah. We will see how it goes. But that's what I've been playing. Nice. Two Xbox games and a PlayStation. I game. have a question. Yes. Would the fast chicken by any chance be a Gallimimus? Oh, that's a great question. Man knows and it's dinosaurs. And I don't know the answer, <laughs> sadly. Uh, Maybe you can play it and find say out. yes. Yeah. I'll report back, yeah. don't worry. I'm sure. This, this does sound quite interesting. Sounds even up your if alley. Awful. <laughs> I'll probably get something out of it. You need to play the trifecta now. Yeah. You've had Rust Arc. That's and true. Now you've got to yeah. play Part yeah. of Titans. And there we go. Yeah. But that's what cool. I've been playing. Uh, it's time to move on to question two. You got it there, Kat. I have indeed. Uh, this question comes from Dan Clapper. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, thank you very much. It says, Hey BCJ, JCB was right there, but hey well, BCJ, yeah, I know we <laughs> would have we would have dug it. Yeah, um, ah. mm, terrible joke. Uh, hey BCJ, The Last of Us Part One has been having a rough go of it lately, with constant leaks and accusations of it being a quote unquote cash grab with minimal changes. Based on what's been shown so far, are you convinced this project is worth playing, or are you skeptical? Oh, this is, uh, we were actually talking about this in the in our Slack group uh, for work. Yeah. And I've got to say, before we talk about whether or not we think it's mm. even worthwhile, I've got to say there's an awful lot of like anti-naughty dog sentiment going around on the yeah. internet. Like mm. it's almost to a shocking it's degree. It's turned, isn't it? I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, to be clear. But just as an observer, it's quite clear that people used to be so excited for Naughty Dog games. And yeah. now anything they do, I, I follow them on Facebook and it's always quite telling what the like the reactions are, mm. the top three reactions. Almost yeah. all of their posts have like a laughing emoji. Oh, Almost man. all of them. Oof. There's like, there's a real like sentiment out there, regardless of what you think about The Last of Us Part One, which we'll talk mm. about now uh i just think it's it's really interesting where did the where did the flip come was it around sort of the last part of us two. part two i think yeah. it was part two yeah. there was yeah. obviously there, there were the the huge leaks about that game mm -hmm. and then there was the whole trolling thing that we've talked about mm -hmm. endlessly and again there's a big difference between disliking the last of us part two and the stuff that people were doing regarding the last of us yeah. part two in terms yeah. of the transphobia and the homophobia and just being nasty spoily people and being generally horrible internet users um i think that that mm -hmm. may be had uh, had a huge part to play in uh, in perhaps where we are now, which I think is a huge shame. But point being, James Jenkins, what do you think of the necessity of this <laughs> The Last of Us Part One remake? Um, well, it says, "Are you convinced this project is worth playing?" I did put in a word, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's gonna be yeah a little a little bit of a longer question, like. 
it does entirely depend. And obviously, you know, people are so keen on judging something before it comes out these days. I mean, that's just been video games since the dawn of time, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. video game coverage. But um, yeah, for, like graphically, it's it doesn't seem much different. I think we all kind of share the same sentiment on that, where it's like you can't really tell much difference. Um, maybe the cutscenes are like slightly more apparent. Mm. Um, and yeah, like some of the character models have sort of changed a bit. Um, but yeah, there's there's not much there. The the only thing I can think of is if it's sort of worth trying out um, would be like the the gameplay changes. And you know, apparently, I'm, I'm sure like uh, you'll get onto this in a minute. But um, apparently, that has you know people people are unsure whether there's going to be drastic changes to the gameplay. Like I enjoy the last of us one for the story the gameplay not so much then with part two it, it actually it was weird because it actually felt to me like a huge leap forward with the game. i don't know maybe i just sort of got used to the weird aiming a little bit more maybe they did change it <laughs> maybe it was one of those things where like like they definitely made the stealth and the combat a lot more tense because it felt a lot more brutal anyway and not just in the animations in the fact that like oh uh, like difficulty in general and um yeah, everything felt a lot more uh, real. <laughs> like, oh, I genuinely... Like, you'll have some stealth games where you're like, I'm just going to muck around here. Um, that one with The Last of Us Part Two, like, it felt like you did not want to get caught by anybody. And um, so if, if they introduced stuff like that into the, the gameplay of, like, Last of Us Part One, that'd be great. And also, if they got rid of... I mean, yeah, again, I'm sure uh, you guys might echo this but if i got rid of those stupid ellie can't swim sections oh. like oh. my you god you don't want to push oh. those pallets around stop it yeah i've had enough the first time was too much <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i think anyway um okay. uh, yeah i mean i i pretty much echo what yeah. james has said there um in terms of whether or not i think it's going to be worth playing i'm probably the worst person to ask because I did not like The Last of Us. <gasps> I know, I know. I'm Here really sorry. Go. I tried. I tried. I didn't. Uh, I Flip stage. Yeah, I know. If you want to, if you want to leave now, that's fine. Um, no, I didn't play it until um, a few months ago. I, I oh wow! Didn't okay. didn't actively avoid it. It was just never something that really came across my radar particularly. Mm -hmm. um, played yeah. it, finished it, um, and yeah, to again echo what. James said, mm. story, voice acting, characterization, all absolutely top notch. Gameplay, I was bored <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I was yeah. I just felt like I was sort of slogging through the gameplay to get to the next cutscene mm -hmm. and see mm. the interesting bit. Um I know not everybody feels that way, but that was uh, yeah, that was just my experience of it. Yeah. Um so in terms of like Am I excited? Am I convinced this is worth playing? Based on what I've seen, again, sort of side by sides of the graphics and and all that kind of thing, no. Mm -hmm. um, again, mm -hmm. unless they overhaul the gameplay significantly, get rid of those blooming palettes. <laughs> so do not want to be dragging Ellie yes. around on a pallet again. Um, no, I'm I'm kind of skeptical. I, I mean, I, I read an article this morning because I think there's been a leak recently mm, of yeah. some of the gameplay and people are quite upset because they aren't really seeing anything different. Uh, and one of the uh, environment artists has come out and said, no, 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 it is it is definitely different. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, very hard okay, the cool. This game is, is so different. It's so yeah. different. But there's been, from what I've seen so far, no mm. indication as to how it's going to be different. So, yeah, I I fully agree with you, James. Yeah. I am skeptical. Um, would I call it a cash grab? Probably. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe. Yeah. So, ben, what are your thoughts? I don't think this needs to exist. Uh, of mm. course, yeah. the original game came out in 2013. Then about a year or so later, we got the remastered version for PS4. And that's been the standard mm. version ever since. That's a version you can play via backwards compatibility. That's, I think, been part of the PS Plus collection that people got when they got a PS5. Mm -hmm. And more recently, it's been on PlayStation Plus, I think, as well. And some yeah. people were pissed off about that because everyone has it. <laughs> you know, anyone <laughs> who wants to play this game has had access to it at some point. And it's so cheap now as well uh, that... Every everybody's played it. Of course, there's the turnaround in terms of the fact that this game is is it old enough to deserve a remake? Why are they doing this? Apparently, another studio was making this game, uh, remaking this game. Naughty Dog then said, "No, actually, mm. we're going to mm. remake it internally." Does that justify a sixty nine ninety nine price point? Absolutely not. There is no way on earth that this game should cost as much as, as it does. And I think that's a sticking point for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Is that price confirmed? Oh, that, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And they have special editions okay. as well. Yeah. Uh, I understand the yeah. desire to bring it in line in terms of quality, whatever that means, or whatever you choose to mm. infer from that, with The Last of Us Part Two, They've got the TV show coming out. Maybe they want to cash in. They do want to cash in on yeah. that. They definitely want to cash definitely. in on that. But they already had a very competent multi, 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 multi time award winning version of that game. Yeah. Uh, this is not necessary. As a big fan of The Last of Us, I'm still curious and I would still like to play it. I'm not comfortable with the level of backlash against Naughty Dog in the sense that developers are being kind of harassed over it which i don't think is oh, great never, no, obviously no. Um, line. but to answer the question no i don't think it's necessary i am a bit skeptical i have watched the 10 minute video they put out it looks like they've redesigned a lot of the environments but it was already a pretty good looking game anyway and unless yeah. as you say the gameplay is getting massively overhauled yeah. which we can't really get a feel for until it's out then Mm. you know it's largely the same game with the same performances albeit with admittedly much better facial animations than the original yeah uh because the last of us part two did have excellent facial animations um but mm. i'm curious i would like to try it but not at that price point no. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure wait for uh, it to go on sale <laughs> absolutely mm -hmm. and the thing is because they've given this game away the first uh, the remaster so many times that it they can't even do any kind of upgrade path because everyone no. has it <laughs> so, yeah because they've given it to everyone so yeah. it doesn't really work that way so why not just release it for 30 quid 40 quid i think that would be a far uh, easier pill to swallow that's why i was shocked at the price like yeah. i didn't actually sort of see it see it like uh, anywhere like the price confirmed i was like oh really it's bonkers really? It's really bonkers. Yeah. Uh, but there we are. Of course, let us know what you think in the comments below yeah. about that and try to keep it civil if you can. Uh, now, there's something a little bit uh, odd happening, uh, a bit peculiar. Some might call it James Jenkins. Some might call it... Uh, uh, strange? Uh, strange. Unusual. Mm, yeah. Bizarre. Oh, weird, Bizarre, maybe. Weird, weird. weird news. Weird news. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, you can submit your weird video game news to us on social media. We do a post on, I think, a Tuesday. And if you reply or put it in the comments, you might get read out here and shouted out too. Of course, we're brought to you, and weird news is brought to you, by a wonderful podcast producers. If you go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain tier, you become a podcast producer, you sponsor weird news, and you get a shout out here. James, who are our podcast producers this week? Thank you very much to Nathan. Uh, G.Y. Goliath. Sean Legg. Corey Duffel. I sleep all day 21. That's me. Ellie <laughs> Nicholas. Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet. And Katie Garrard slash Jared. And Gabrielle Philippink. I completely messed that one up. I'm really sorry. I was like, I sleep all day 21. I was like, I don't recognize that one. Is that a new one? Ooh. And then I re- and then it's my turn. And you then I said, and, and I wasn't even the last one. So uh, well done, everyone. You did great. I did terribly. And thank you, podcast nice. producers. James, you're up first with your weird video game news. Oh, boy. What do I you have? Wait, I could steal your one if I oh, could. Oh, no, don't, I don't do that because I am, I am ill-prepared no. with anything else. So, <laughs> Well, okay. So my weird news um, is near Automata player stumbles onto a secret that's remained hidden for five years. Five, five years. years. What? That's obscene. Ridiculous. So... Um, Members of the game's community thought the discoverer was playing a joke at first, then they supplied video evidence. Because <gasps> oh. video does not lie. Exactly. Um, yeah, so this is a bit of a weird one. I'll, uh, I'll carry on with the article here. So it seems that Nier Automata's final secret, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Nier Automata. Yeah, it, I yeah. mean, I think both are right. Automata. Automata, I've heard automata it both ways. or yeah. automata. I don't want a tomato. 
I want Automata. Right. It seems Near Automata's final secret wasn't so final after all. A user on Reddit by the name of Sad Fotego, I thought that was a, a swear then, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, user on Reddit by the name of Sad Fotego seems to have stumbled upon a, a sizable hidden area in the existential Android action game. And long-time fans and seasoned data miners are absolutely flummoxed by the news. Flummoxed, good word. Spoilers for Automata Ahead, so yeah, you've Ooh. been warned. Mm. Um, Sad Fatego initially made posts on the game subreddit a month ago about the church, asking if anyone else knew how to reach it. One such post was auto-moderated for low engagement. That's a bit harsh. Mm. Um, they then proceeded to show screenshots of the church in question, an area that no one had seemingly reached until Sad Fatego. And finally today, posted a short video demonstrating their discovery. Um, his footage, well, their footage, uh, comes from close to the end of the game, with Automata's third hidden protagonist, A2, fighting in the copied city. Honestly, these spoilers mean nothing to me. These yeah, are just no. words. I mean, so... I've, I've played it and I know what they mean, but they still don't mean okay, a lot. Okay, you could be good. saying anything yeah. at all at this point. And I'm like, yes, yes. A2, yes. Meant to be a very good game. I just have not played it. Uh, with, with Automata's third hidden protagonist, A2, fighting in the copied city, a surreal whitewashed area from earlier in the game. So A2 begins the clip engaged with in battle with some standard enemies who spawn in the area after its initial story appearance. Approaching a nondescript wall, A2 gets an interact uh, sorry, an interact prompt. Sad Fatego told us they initially thought it was an item drop, but activating it caused a doorway to open in the wall. So it's a random doorway point um, that seemingly no one else has stumbled upon that you can interact with. In five years. Yeah, which is what are you, what pretty are you playing crazy. at near automatic? Like players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Right, so uh there is the video, but obviously it's not a not a, a visual medium. Is the no, podcast can't, really? Can't show you um, unfortunately, but the links will be in the description if you want mm -hmm. to check them out. So, mm -hmm. um, on the other side is a precipitous drop that leads to a twisting funhouse hallway. Sounds good. Uh, the video cuts off before A two reaches the site of Savatago's earlier screenshots. With no one else having discovered the area, it remains unclear how the hallway transitions into a church interior, as well as if there's anything else down there. Which means plenty of redditors are skeptical of the footage. Um, but it's highly unlikely that this was added to the game for a mod. Automata's community has yet to achieve the capacity to introduce significant map changes to the game. Uh, a commenter on the video uh, put, it uh, put it succinctly. Um, One person solo building a generational leap in near modding in secret just for a prank versus uh, Taro Yoko, which I assume is the creator. Or one of the yeah, he's, yeah, he's a lunatic, but yes, yeah. he's, he's a madman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, versus Atari Yoko having even more obscure secrets, question mark. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Really. <laughs> Indeed, it would be an equally momentous event if this was a hoax, given that the currently known limits to modding the game. Given the... Yeah, yeah, I just read that weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Have you reached I the part think, of the article now where it just tells you what near is? I think, yeah, I think we're word. good yeah. here, but... Um, that that game director you it's may know. Weird. I think it's <laughs> I think he's the guy, the one who whenever he's on stage for events wears the big moon head. Oh, mask. Okay. I think I've seen um, yeah. Yeah, he's he's mad and mm. he it's it like he's the he's the visionary behind this game okay. and it's weird twists and turns. Interesting. So. Yeah. Okay. Admittedly, I don't know much at all about Near Automata mm. and that is kind of an ongoing story, uh, from what I've seen in that, you know, it could it's it's not been confirmed. It could be a prank, it could be a hoax, it mm -hmm. could not be, but 
you know, secret discoveries in random we places. We could be coming yeah. back in a couple of weeks yeah. to uh, share the weird news that the Neurotometer <laughs> secret turned out to be just a really good yeah. mod. We, we have some... Uh, we have has some, broken some ground in the modding redundant. community. There's a sequel in the church. You've just got to get down. <laughs> My uncle said that there's a secret in the church and it's the full secret. Yeah. Hey, that's the one that worked on Neurotometer. Yeah, my uncle wow. who works for Neurotometer. Neotendo. Yes, yeah. yep. Neotendo. Um, that's very weird, excellent. James. Thank yeah, you for that. Cat, what do you have? I have um, some very interesting modding news again. Uh, well, not that yours was modding well, news, well, well, but well, allegations. Oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, that's real. This is a, a real <laughs> definite mod yeah. um, that was sent to us by at Bartol BB over on Twitter. So thank you, at Bartol BB. Um, and comes to us courtesy of the good people at polygon.com. Hmm. I'm just waiting for it to load. Uh, a stray mod replaces Meow with Heavy Rains. Jason! Excellent. Because nothing is sacred. Uh, and the subtitle is just Jason! <laughs> <laughs> The mods for Stray already have it's, been uh, so there were There were a few articles that people sent over to choose from. I considered yeah. going with the Garfield mod just yeah. because oh, I knew man. it would upset Philip, of our course. other staff writer, yeah. who is a, a massive fan of Garfield. He loves it. He's yeah. so funny. Garfield, he, not Philip. Famously unfunny. Philip, famously no. very, very <laughs> unfunny, amazing. very serious man. Yes, very um, serious. There was also there is also one where somebody has replaced the cat with CJ mm. from San Andreas. Oh, haunting. Uh, which is um, go and find. I highly recommend you go and find the pictures of that one because it will haunt your nightmares mm -hmm. for for mm -hmm. a long time. Uh, but yes, this one. Uh, so somebody has replaced the uh, cat's meow with uh, with Jason from Heavy rain so stray is a daring new adventure game in which you play as a cat you can do cat things and can even have the cat meow on command by just pressing a button that's all good and cute but now one developer has created a mod that replaces the cutesy meow with the voice of ethan mars from heavy rain as he shouts jason <laughs> Nexus Mods user Gibritus, Gibritus created and published Gibritus. the mod, which is available for the Windows PC version of Stray. Under the description, the creator said that it replaces the meow with a pleading call to find your lost son, <laughs> you <laughs> terrible father. Gibritus uh. uh, posted a video of the mod in action on their YouTube channel. You can watch it below, and I assume we will be linking that below. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you can go check that out. Uh, in case you need a refresher, the Jason meme originates in Quantic Dream's adventure game Heavy Rain, which was released in 2020, uh, tw 2010 on PlayStation 3. Its story follows a man named Ethan Mars as he tries to save his son, Sean, who has been kidnapped by the origami killer. During a flashback sequence, Mars's firstborn son, Jason, yep. wanders away from him in a crowded mall. The player can press X to have Ethan <laughs> shout out Jason's name as he desperately tries to find the boy. And there's one, there's one Jason read that is the Jason, so Jason. So but also That's there's Sean as well. There's Sean, Sean, Sean. Work very the infamous well. glitch. Oh, yeah. He's just yell Sean during the cutscene. Brilliant, God. Um, while it's funny to hear the adorable Ginger Kitty wield the voice, wield the voice, wield, wow. wield the voice of a grown man. He's wielding that voice really well. Ethan and the cat actually have a bit in common. 
allegedly. Okay. They both get thrust into a dramatic search for their family. Oh. That is tenuous. Oh, that is tenuous at best. Over. We need to extend this word count. How, how yeah. can we do it? In Australia, the cat wanders a futuristic city in search of its cat pack, and Mars spends heavy rain trying to find his son. Yeah. I guess it's cat pack. pretty was, early, doesn't it? That's a little, little pack on it. Ten. Pack. He does, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cat pack. Yeah, does, cat yeah. pack. My favourite part of the game was when he gets the cat pack. He reacts oh, exactly oh, how yeah. my yeah. <laughs> my cat reacts when you put a harness on just her. Slumps just slumps to falls, the ground. Falls yeah. to the ground. That was sort such of really a nice confused. touch. Yeah. That was such a nice touch <laughs> in the game. great stuff in there. Love yeah. it. Absolutely love it. The guy who played Ethan Mars um, shortly after, or in the time since, played an eccentric billionaire advertising the lottery in the UK. Really? He was on loads okay. of adverts and he just looks like Ethan Mars. It's really weird, but he like affected a sort of Russian accent or a European accent. Oh, uh, okay. European accent. Uh, it was oh. very weird. I can't, was it Pascal Langdale? That's his name. Oh, okay. um, it's got, yeah, it was it's got range. It's like, yeah. He's in bus stops as well. I've seen him at bus stops <laughs> telling me looking, to buy a lottery. And looking for his lost son. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his path has taken a dark turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, time for my weird news. Hmm. And my weird news comes courtesy of, it's in another tab. It's in another tab. Uh, Cameron Keywood at Cameron underscore Keywood. Thank you, Cameron. I close that. It is also, oh no, it's Kotaku. You had Polygon, did you? Uh, mine was mine was Polygon. Okay, uh, was mine was just no, before no. I forget. Mine was PC Gamer, but uh, also thank you to at Calcifer underscore Dragon on the Twitters for that. There we are. Wrestler Savage's opponent with Keyblade wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, this is by Ian Walker. Uh, here we go. A wrestling show held Friday evening provided a great example of how performer demographics are rapidly shifting away from bodybuilders and models and towards nerdy kids who grew up watching them. Kid Bandit, a non-binary cosplayer and Twitch streamer billed as the protagonist of professional wrestling, participated in a Devil's Playground match against fellow indie wrestler Drexel at Prestige Wrestling's Non-Stop Feeling on July the 22nd. The hardcore confrontation yes. featured all the bloody excitement one would expect, but Kid Bandit brought an endearing pop culture flair to the performance that's captured the internet's attention. The match opened, for example, with Kid, ba Kid Bandit writing their opponent's name in their Bandit Note, a play on the manga and anime Death Note. <laughs> okay, oh outstanding. Uh, don't worry, though. Drexel eventually ripped the page with his name on it from the notebook and stapled it to Kid Bandit's head. I'm not 100% sure if that negates the curse, but it was pretty brutal. It says. At some wow. point, Kid Bandit also dropped Drexel onto thumbtacks with their version of the One-Winged one Angel, a move popularized by All Elite Wrestling superstar Kenny Omega that's named after Sephiroth's theme in Final Fantasy 7. Mm. So many adverts. Uh, the highlight <laughs> of this match, however, came when Kid Bandit unveiled a secret weapon, a barbed wire-covered version of Kingdom Hearts' iconic Keyblade. After spinning the improvised weapon around like Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars prequels, <laughs> Kid Bandit naturally used it to assault Drexel, a legal tactic in the no-holds-barred no format. The violent sequence culminated with the anime-inspired wrestler diving over the top rope and posing near a fan sign reading Kid Bandit sold this seat. Kid Bandit would win the match. And there we are. That is the news Damn. story. Wow. Pretty savage. I mean... Indie wrestling's amazing. There's no rules. It's <laughs> they just, just go, <laughs> go crazy, don't they, they? Yeah, they just do whatever they want. Uh, so <laughs> that's my weird news. Thank you, Cameron, for Damn. sending it in. It's time for question three, James. <gasps> this question comes courtesy of Conroy Milk. An excellent name. Mr. Milk. Mr. Milk. Um, greetings, B and guests. That's us. Yeah. Hello, Conroy. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Conroy. Um, 
<laughs> How are you today? Uh, have there been have there ever been any games, genres, or series that you wrote off and thought you'd never play that you later changed your opinions on? I never thought I'd get into the Souls games as I never really found the concept that interesting, but decided to pick up Elden Ring because of the hype and realized I was completely wrong. And now I'm considering going back and playing the yes. whole Dark Souls series. Good yes. man, Conroy. <laughs> keep up the good work. Oh, sorry, keep up the great work. Great work, oh, not thanks, good work. Yeah, Conroy. even better. Conroy Milk. Thank Enjoy you very much, Conroy. Conroy. Let us know how you get on. Yeah, good stuff. Um, wow. Uh, shall, shall I? Yes, James. Yeah. Tell us. Okay. <laughs> Share with well, the class. I, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one. Uh, I struggled with this a little bit. Um, sort of, I'll... I'll Get on with like most different types of games. I'll give them a go at least. But um, yeah, obviously I had that moment with Dark Souls because I feel like a lot of people, most people trying out Dark Souls, even the fans will have that bit where like, I don't get it. I don't get it at first. And mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. just punishment. And then eventually it clicks. But um, I'd say like one of them is kind of a tenuous link. Um, so Uncharted, I played the first one years and years ago, like uh, not long after it came out. And I was not too impressed um, because of like the weird, like the, the shooting and the, the gameplay. The shooting in a Naughty Dog game yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shooting in a Naughty Dog game. Who the funk it, It wasn't right? up, to, up to snuff for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit weird. I, I found like the, the climbing and stuff a bit like awkward as well. But I think that's just because I comparing it to Assassin's Creed, we can just climb anything. Yeah. Um, so there was that. Also, was a bit like not really sort of in the mood at that point in my life for like something that was so like linearly uh, contained with the story. It was like, right, you can do this, you can't explore anywhere else. I, I didn't really vibe with that very well. Mm. Um, so, kind of not majorly dismissed them, but didn't really think much of them for years and years. Um, I haven't played another Uncharted game, but I did play Guardians of the Galaxy recently, which is basically Uncharted in space. In kind a lot of, of yeah. respects, it, it well, it certainly feels like that. Very, it, it does the things that I had sort of initially dismissed and um, sort of gone into. Like it's got that quite sort of linear path, like narratively speaking, uh, the story's like quite strict, but just a lot of fun. Um, the gameplay, you know, yeah, it's not perfect, but it was sort of fun and uh, it, it was okay. <laughs> it yeah. served a purpose, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I had fun with it anyway. Um, so yeah, that's something where I've just like changed my mind a little bit more on like that sort of style sort of, of action mm. platformer. Yeah. I mean, like I'll, I'll play sort of other things like that anyway. But yeah, it was just that sort of uncharted kind of formula. Mm. Um, and, and the other thing, like again, sort of genres, most of the time I've never really been like, Ugh, no chance. Um, but walking simulators, it's a Stupid name, it needs changing. Yes. Yeah. We should. It's been reclaimed now by the genre, I feel. Yeah. Because it was always used as a sort of uh, an insult, but yeah. actually, I mean, that is kind of what they are. It's just and the thing, uh, yeah. you know what? Own it. More, more proud to them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was a little bit like yeah, about them initially. And then I played, uh, and I think this is the first sort of game of those that I played. Uh, Stanley Parable is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Brilliant. The writing is fantastic. Um, you so many like different endings even though it's like quite a short thing you've got lots of different things to discover and it kind of encourages you even though it's like you know going back to that whole thing of like i'm a little bit scared of too much linearity <laughs> i like to wander off and and purposefully get lost but um with that it kind of encourages you as well like there's one of the things where you just go out of the window 
and you're just lost in this bit that's not been rented. You know? <laughs> oh, well, this is delightful. They've even written in bits for that. So yeah, yeah. that was really cool. So those are my my things. Excellent. Fab. Mm. Um, I mean, I agree with you, Conroy. I had it been left to me, uh, probably wouldn't have touched Elden Ring uh, mm. with a forty foot pole. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, I sort of had it not forced upon me but sort of it was it was everywhere and so i didn't want to be left out and so i had a go and i found uh that i too quite enjoyed it i think i ended up putting about 30 hours in haven't finished yes. it i'm not the elden lord i'm very ashamed of that <laughs> but you know not if if everyone's the elden lord no one no is one right is. Yeah. no one is Classic so Incredibles. um <laughs> would it inspire me to play Soulsborns, mm. maybe um i gave bloodborne Do a go it. many years ago and did not get on with it i think i got minced repeatedly for about an hour and then gave up um Stuff. but yeah i mean it would definitely inspire me to go back and have a look at the likes of demons souls and <laughs> dark souls at some point um I think the the biggest thing for me, it's not even really a genre and it's certainly not a, a game in particular. Uh, we touched on it briefly. It's VR. I mm. never in a million mm. years thought VR would be for me because um, I'm the kind of person who gets a little bit car sick if I'm in the passenger seat. Mm. I can't do simulator rides at theme parks because <laughs> my tummy no. gets upset. And so I always kind of assumed that uh, VR would be a similar sort of experience. Uh, ended up with a Oculus Quest and absolutely love it. And I don't know why it is, but it doesn't make me feel in the least bit nauseated. So uh, as you mentioned, I've been bashing away at Skyrim in VR, which has yeah. been great. Um, I've done a good chunk of resident evil 4 in vr which is fantastic especially uh for me because i can't get on with the are they tank controls in resident evil 4 sort of tank uh, they, adjacent yeah it's controls. sort of that that strange evolution where they're yeah, not quite they're not third quite person action right yeah I, I couldn't get on with them either um the i mean the the vr version completely negates that by putting you in first person just allowing you to move oh, about so like yeah. it was the the barrier that was keeping me from Resident Evil 4 was mm, removed. That's good. Um, so I've gotten a, gotten a good way through that. And there's nice. just lots of little silly games that like Beat yeah. Saber. And we've got a climbing simulator, which is terrifying. Cause it oh, sort of puts yeah, you wow. at the top of a mountain uh, with drops below you. And when you fall, oh boy, does it the feel like you are about, one, yeah. to, <laughs> about to good. lose your life. Yeah, um, Jesus. But yeah, so for me, VR was definitely one. Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? Resident Evil as well was uh, a series that I never thought I'd get on yeah. board with before I tried it. Maybe. I'm not a huge fan of the horror films. Yeah, you're a, a huge fan um, of the Resident Evils now. Right, I'm a, ma I'm a, a big... A Catherine. A <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I got turned off of sort of survival-y, stealthy type horror stuff by a bad experience with Outlast mm. several years ago uh, in, in which I was very upset and scared and didn't sleep very well for a little while. <laughs> so um, I sort of turned myself off to that kind of sort of survival horror, but on actually giving it a go, found that... Yes, it is scary in places, but it's also puzzly and all that kind of good stuff, which is right and sometimes. ridiculous and campy yeah. and yeah. silly uh, and utterly terrifying in places. So mm -hmm. especially the likes of Resident Evil 7, which is 
yes, my I next endeavor in VR, which oh. I'm very excited about. Um, so yeah, I th- yeah, those are Excellent. those are cool. mine. Some good picks. That actually reminded me of my story with uh, Resident Evil, actually, because that was Resident mm. Evil Two on PS One was one of the games that mm. haunted me as a child. Oh, no. After oh, trying yeah. to play it and getting eaten by zombies and oh, not gosh. really knowing how to play it, mm. um, I was always very terrified of most things as a child, especially horror or anything mm. remotely spooky spoken before about how the opening of Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> where Aerith's face is illuminated by the green uh, Mako energy uh, gave me nightmares just that oh, bit. that was scary <laughs> that scared me and I couldn't do any more uh, got all the way up to the Incredible. scorpion fight that that evening and uh, got a game over scared me flipless oh, <laughs> like, <no>. terrified <laughs> oh, uh, so I was always horrified of those games and it was only when I reached maybe my early 20s when I when I realized that hey, getting really drunk with a friend mm. and like passing the controller back and forth is actually a really fun way to experience yeah. these games. Yeah. Uh, so since I've now played through Resident Evil one, two remake, three remake, I'm looking forward to four remake, but yep. I've had a go at mm. four. Can't do those controls. Uh, five, six. Watched a full playthrough of seven, but I don't like first person. <laughs> That's a bit too too close I think, to the action I think- for me. Seven is the point where it kind of it exited silly territory and went very much went back, back into spooky, spooky yeah. town and it's too spooky for me. It is. Um, it is. I watch playthroughs, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't do that one. Same with I, eight I as only, well. Watch the full playthrough. Eight. Yeah. Eight for me wasn't as bad. It was mm, sort okay. of veering a little more into campy. It got silly, um, right, right. but that that house Beneviento segment yes. is. Oh, nightmare fuel yeah. mm-hmm. um so i won't spoil one. what's in it mm. <laughs> um for, for anyone who hasn't played it but yeah, yeah. I, I only played like resident evil 7 recently as because it was like it was basically threatened uh upon me like uh we are leaving game pass soon and i was like yeah oh I better play this in four days then <laughs> um but yeah really really good like um very spooky yeah i've not uh, played it yet so there's resi um and then also going back to the dark souls well Mm. Um, I bought Demon Souls after it was recommended to me by a friend uh, shortly after it came out. I think I played mm. on my own. I managed to stagger up to the Tower Knight boss. And then <laughs> I remember losing to that a few times. Yeah. Uh, because now that's a that's a baby boss. That's mm. so that's such an easy, easy peasy baby time. baby Big baby, baby boss. boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I had absolutely no foundation of playing these games because playing the Soulsborne games really is a set of tools that you learn because I remember there being a, I remember there being a day when I played one of the Soulsborne games and I was like, I get it now. Mm. I understand how to play it. So I bounced off Demon's Souls and I I pre-ordered Dark Souls and I played that when it came out as well. And I did exactly the same thing where I just bounced off. I was like, this isn't fun. I really want to like these games. Mm. The critics love these games. Why can't I get into them? And then a couple of years later, when I think one of the big reasons I bounced off Demon's Souls and maybe Dark Souls as well is that the multiplayer functionality, while interesting, was a huge pain in the ass because there was no password system. So you just had to put a sign down and hope that your friend got it first. Mm, Not ideal. Uh, So, and my internet at at home at that point was terrible. So I couldn't easily play with friends. Um, And Mm. then when I was eventually dragged through both of those games, kicking and screaming, (laughs) I did have internet and I could play with friends. Mm. And this friend knew these games like the back of his hand. 
which was great for me because it was it, those games are quite scary in mm. places, yeah. especially if you don't know what's coming next. So I I looked forward to the next time we would play so much. It felt like the next chapter of a book that I was really yeah. enjoying. Like, what on earth is going to be waiting for us this time? I have no idea. So the mm. the shortcuts that we opened up and then we were back at Firelink Shrine. It was like, the, oh, the, yeah. wow. It's mind This is amazing. Yeah. Going to the, you know, the the different areas that just, you know, it, it, it runs all the tropes in the end. That Here's the fire bit. Here's the water bit <laughs> yeah. and yeah. so on. But yeah. I enjoyed those so much. And if you'd have told me when I first played them or when I bounced off them what they would mean to me now, I would probably say that you're a lunatic. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dark Souls and Demon Souls for me, I think mainly was the answer to that. Nice. Well, it's time, finally, to move on to something rather large. It is called The Big Discussion. It's big discussion time, time for the big video game discussion, which comes this week, courtesy of Robert James. Two first names, I'll do that on Peter's behalf. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> Robert asks, Spoderman is coming to PC in a remaster that uses ray tracing and other PC advantages. I've already decided not to buy another Xbox in the future because PC <gasps> supersedes it, but what? do you think PlayStation is going to be as popular when their games can be played on PC? Even one that's the same cost as the PS5. I don't think I'll give up on PS5, but PC does have more advantages. James, Kat, you wow. both play on PC a little bit. I, a little bit. this year, bought myself a PC, finally, so oh. I can play games on it. It's mainly for work, and yeah. I also can't be asked to play games on it, which I'll talk about in a second. Mm -hmm. But you have far more experience in this space. Mm. Would you? Is there a future where you would consider never buying a PlayStation console again? <sighs> And you're quite new to it anyway, to. aren't you, yeah. James? Because um, you, you only got a PS4 a couple of years ago. That's it. You can go first if you want. Uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm currently not considering buying a PS5 anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, so to, to answer that question, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, just for me, the Xbox uh, series plus the PC plus the PS4 that I have does everything I need sort of the the PlayStation 5 exclusives that are out there so like Ratchet and Clank, Sea Returnals, Demon Souls. Demon Souls. I'm really up my alley mm -hmm. to tell you the mm. truth uh, and pretty much everything else is available on PS4 so for me at the moment that outlay is not something I'm considering yeah. making whether I'll feel the same when Resident Evil Village comes to PSVR who uh, knows yeah. um but we'll 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 see. Um, in terms of, do I think that people will not buy PS5s because PlayStation games are going on to PC? Short answer, no. I I don't I don't think that will be the case. I think maybe if you already have a gaming PC, then mm. yes, and and you are willing to wait the however many years it takes because mm. bear in mind Spider Man yeah. came out what twenty eighteen twenty eighteen yeah. yeah. the likes of sort of like God of War and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn sort of same mm. space Think in time and have only yeah, recently yeah. gotten uh, PC ports. I guess if you are a person who doesn't really care about playing things immediately mm. and you haven't got a PS Five but you have got a PC, then maybe you will consider not buying a PS5 for that reason. Um, I think the, I don't think anybody who is in the market for a console 
or a or a platform on which to buy games will necessarily think oh well things things from playstation will come to pc so i'll buy myself a pc um because you're absolutely right robert james pc does have a number of advantages uh Mm. if you've got a decent Mm. enough rig then um they end up they they can be the best way to play games in in some people's opinion um but on the flip side they're very expensive um (laughs) arguably much more expensive than the outlay for something like ps5 for a similar quality kind of rig um and you know they're they're just not for everybody so no i i don't think necessarily that i mean i know there are parts of the community that are upset that some playstation exclusives are coming to pc um and i yeah it's sort of it's a bit of a contentious point (laughs) um but no i think yeah if you in the community yeah, if you've already got a PC that's as good as mm. a PlayStation 5, then yeah, you would probably consider maybe waiting and not yeah. bothering with a PlayStation 5. But other than that, if you are wanting to play PlayStation 5 games when they come out and not pay 1500 odd quid for a decent PC, then no, I would I would go with the PS5, mm. personally. That's it. I mean, yeah, I, I basically the same, really, because it's... I, I will say like from a from a hardware standpoint like pc is always going to be best in an ideal world because you've got the capability to upgrade to the latest hardware all the time um you've got more options you can add mods you can you know tweak settings to your heart's content um a lot of benefits for that but obviously it's it's more expensive like significantly more if you're going really top of the line to try mm-hmm. and sort of chase that um you know the latest uh, graphics cards and and technology trends um it's also a lot more faff is the problem yeah and it's um you know it's something that i guess it comes down to like you know the pc versus console thing that's always been you know a bit of a, a discussion and it's just whatever you prefer if you want something easy to to switch on and it's just a games playing machine you can just chill out on the sofa or whatever like just then consoles of course of course it's going to be better and most of the time it's going to be cheaper for you as well um but yeah i think with the like with the ps5 exclusives coming to pc yeah i don't think they've like you said got anything to to worry about there because the people who are really keen on getting those exclusives anyway are going to be the people that play it um, like pretty much well, when it comes out or certainly before, you know, the two or three years down the line that, that it comes to PC. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things. And it's got like a, a huge fan base and they're not going to let up on their exclusives anytime soon anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just like choice of platform really, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like if you already have that, then if you already have a PC and you've got the capability to to go for it and like just wait a bit. I used to be a bit like that when I was like a bit more skin, I would wait for games because games were too expensive. And this was before game pass and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So yeah, there, there are, you know, they're, they're not in danger. I'll say PS five yeah. is not no. in danger by sharing some of their goodies um, further down the line sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I mean, you would, you would yeah. think if any, body was potentially in danger of sharing their goodies it would be xbox because yes, they yeah. everything they put on the console that's day one is also generally on the pc day one mm, so yeah this is that's precisely it really isn't it and that's probably yeah. where 
Robert is coming from in terms of not really considering buying an Xbox in the future because the PC is going to have mm. access to all those games and Game Pass is yeah. also on PC. So yeah. that's... It's, it's a almost a and a curse, isn't it's it? Wonderful, it's, and yeah. horrible. <laughs> it's, it's almost a, a future that Microsoft is purposefully engineering. I'm not sure if they want people mm. to buy their box or not, because obviously there's the the PC alternative, and it's you can still get access to all those games on yeah. there. I think I think as you touched on, yeah. they kind of I don't know if PC gaming and console gaming. I think often appeal to different kinds of people. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, that least is a bit of a difference, yeah. It's precisely what I've got written mm. down, actually, because <laughs> the reason I don't think even necessarily Xbox has to worry about this is because I don't want to play games on PC. No. And there's yeah. a lot of people like me who don't want to sit at a desk or can't afford yeah. a PC. Um, I prefer to play on console because I can sit down comfortably on a sofa mm -hmm. with a controller. Mm. It might always be the best experience. Uh, I might not have access to the same advantages that PC has, but mm. ultimately, to me, those are negligible compared yeah. to yeah. being comfortable and playing games. And mm. so that's a market anyway. that will never yeah. be lost, regardless of whether Sony start putting out games day and date, exclusive day and uh, exclusives day and date on console and PC, which I don't think they will ever do. Um, mm. uh, unlike Xbox, obviously, that does that currently. Uh, so until PlayStation start releasing The Last of Us Part One on PC, in fact, I think it is. Actually it is, going, it is, that is, it is one coming. Of the ones I think it's uh, coming pretty soon. Yeah. That, that they might be doing it with. That was a bad example. Let's say God of War <laughs> Ragnarok. Uh, mm. If that came out on PC the same day it came out on PS4 and PS5, then maybe there could be an argument made. But regardless, yeah. there's still going to be a considerable number of people who just don't want to play games on PC, uh, and that will never be lost. I don't think. Uh, unless for some reason PCs become cheaper than consoles and the games on there are uh, cheaper than, again, cheaper than on consoles. Unless that becomes mm. a viable financial alternative, that audience isn't going to go, I don't think, no. personally. Actually, yeah, that's an interesting point because like, it's with the the cost of the games themselves, I haven't really like, considered, but you know, I would have thought up until recently, PC games, you know, your Steam sales mm. all over the shop, like you, you can't move for tripping over a steam sale that's <laughs> happening mm. and um yeah i suppose in theory that would be cheaper but then you've got subscription things anyway in the last like few years with with xbox and now ps plus you know up essential in the game as well. and premium so, like, although yeah. those again though so, you aren't going to get day and date new releases on there exclusives wise anyway i mean stray was on there that was a yeah. big get but in terms of first party games i think mm. they've said you we, we can't afford to do that so we're not yeah. going to do that um it's sort of yeah Price yeah. of the hardware, price of the games, um, you know, availability of said games. Like. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm mm. so excited to see the absurd mods that come out for the PC port of Spider-Man, and I'm oh, really excited that more man. people get to <clears throat> excuse me, more people get to play it as well because yeah. it's so good. It's one of my favorite games. I think mm. it's really fun, and uh, a lot of people are very upset that it's going to PC, and uh, I don't think it's going to affect them at all mm. as it stands, unless that policy changes. Obviously, they bought uh, Nixes. Uh, and brought them into the the first party mm -hmm. fold with the express purpose of porting games to PC, and this is the first one yeah. they've ported. So we'll see if they ramp that up. I mm. think Returnal is apparently going to be coming out very soon, which will be the closest or the soonest turnaround mm. from release to PC port. Huge. So that gap might get shorter and shorter yeah. as it stands. No, I don't think it's going to affect things too much, personally. 
Of course, though, you can let us know what you think about everything we've discussed this week in the comments below and by following us on our various social platforms. James is going to tell you a few of the places that you can find us on the internet. was doing so well. A few of the places you can find us on the internet. James is going to tell you right now. Yes, indeed. Well, pretty much everywhere you can find us on the internet is Team Triple Jump, all one word. So youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. We're on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump we stream uh every weekday apart from on thursdays when we stream on youtube and that's a joint stream mm-hmm. um you can also use your free twitch sub with amazon prime um to get a, a free month subscription there so don't forget about that uh, thank you very much of course to our, our twitch mods lord brodovich uh trailing badger mr black mm-hmm. we're doing god's work um <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash Team Triple Jump or just at Team Triple Jump if you want to be like that about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so all the uh, all the announcements will be on on there. Likewise on Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Uh, also for video content, we're uh, we're still sort of uploading the uh, the content machine, I believe, right? On, uh, on Facebook. We're, yes, we're we are. Up. There's videos that you can go and watch and stuff. Thank you again mm. for getting us to 10,000 followers. Uh, Cheers. But yeah, go watch our stuff on, on Facebook. Are you I being get, paid now? I can get paid now, yeah. yeah it's yeah. great. Not it's much, fantastic. but, you know, we're... A little, you know, little, dollar a month. Just a crumb. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, thank you very much for our community manager, Fraser. Again, doing fantastic work. We also, allegedly, have a TikTok. I've heard such things. I can vouch things. for that. Hmm. I am on TikTok, and we have a TikTok. Amazing. You're actually on TikTok. I don't... I don't... Incredible. I don't do the tic, the ticks or the ticks. Oh, okay. Nice. I just yeah. browse mm. the ticks and talks of others... That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, that is at Team Triple Jump again if you want to find us there. And finally, patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can uh, look on there and support us through any manner of tiers, potentially even be one of the uh, the sponsors, the producers of the podcast. That would be nice. But I believe it's from as little as uh, $1 we do a month. I can afford that now. You can. You can. You can pay your money directly back yeah, into the Yeah, straight back in. Yeah. Reinvestment. That's <laughs> what they call it in the biz, I believe. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. We have a website. How modern. What? Uh, you can find us on the interwebs by going to triplejump. It spells jump. That's very I'm clever. I'm told. That's very clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. very, very clever. Uh, we have a Discord that you can join if you are interested in video games and not video games and various other things. Uh, you can find that by going to triplejump forward slash discord uh big thank you to our moderators over on discord jack joe tory and hollow eyes and as ashton would say if they'll tell you to do something bloody will do it bloody will do it bloody will do it uh you can find the audio version of this podcast by going to triplejit.mip forward slash podcast uh all of our live stream vods which james alluded to can be found at triplejit.mip forward slash vods that's v-o-d-s if you've got a special occasion coming up you can hire these two lovely boys or Peter or Ashton mm-hmm. by going to uh, triplejut.mup forward slash cameo and they will record you a lovely little video for Bloody good for weddings, funerals, bar mm-hmm. mitzvahs, yeah. birthdays, all that, all that good stuff. All of it. Uh, and finally, you can buy our merch like this wonderful Kiss Me I'm Kiss Me I'm Barbara t-shirt that's only available until Wednesday, yeah, the 3rd of August. Of August. Mm. Uh, you can find that by going to triplejumpshop.com 
www.triplejumpshop.com. Uh, and you can also follow the store at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter. Excellent. Nice. Instagram. You know what? I'm not going to shout them out because they're not here. Do you guys have an Instagram? Uh, No. (laughs) Well, I I do, but it's private. Okay. You guys have Twitter, though. We do. What's your Twitter, James Jenkins? My Twitter is at Jenks. That's J-E-N-X underscore 137. Kat? Uh, I am at Kat underscore Elliot with two T's underscore. Fantastic. And I am at Confused underscore Dude. Only on Twitter. None of that Instagram nonsense. So come follow us. Rubbish. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream. Blaze it. Blaze it. Thank you. On YouTube, the other stream, James, the other streams being solo streams on Twitch. Obviously, it's a slightly reduced schedule at the moment with so many people off, but there were a few streams this week. Uh, worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for pay- Patreon. Oh, my goodness. Friday for patrons of a certain <laughs> tier. Sunday for everyone else. Uh, podcasts every Saturday. We do shows all the flipping time. Come and check them out. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, this week on the channel, obviously, this Barbara Piss shirt. Kiss me, I'm Barbara. As Kat said, only available for about a week now. Uh, no, only a few Less days. Less yeah. time this out. Yeah. By the time this releases, only a few days left. It's payday this weekend. It payday. Come on, come and get one. It's gone forever. Can, can we get a? Can we get a sample? Or do we got to pay? Uh, you've got to pay, James. Damn it! I know it's going to take you a while to save come up your on. dollars. Come on, you you have to pay, but I don't. I don't have you that much time. <laughs> have got to pay, I'm afraid. It's gone next Wednesday. Uh, after Dark released this week on Monday for patrons, that's our bonus podcast mm. that uh, we recorded in advance of uh, Peter and Ashton being off. So uh, go check that out if you support us on Patreon. And if you don't, well, go support us on Patreon and go listen to it. It's great. I thought it was us in various wigs pretending to be. Wow, that was so convincing that I yeah. didn't even, I didn't even <laughs> write I, I thought... <laughs> Such good wigs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as does Fool's Quipscope as well. If you want to see some footage of that or listen to it, it's on the podcast feed already. And that's pretty much everything that's coming your way this week on the channel, apart from the podcast and all the lists and all the streams and all the other stuff that we do every week. Jabes, yes. just enough time for the sponsor once again, please. Of course. Well, are you fed up of playing as humans that are boring? Why don't you play a nice horse game? From the incredible minds behind Red Dead Redemption 2 and, of course, Barbie Race and Ride, mm-hmm. we've got, coming 2023, it's Nay. Nay? Nay. Or maybe Nay 2. Or Nay 2, if you want to get horsey about this. Excellent. Well, that's the podcast. Thank you, Thank you so much for... Jo- just elbowed the table. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Look after yourselves, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.